0: Hello, friends. Welcome to Spiritual Waimai, delivering the spiritual food to you wherever you are.
1: This article is a part of a series called Spiritual Waimai Voices, where we welcome our friends to share some spiritual food with us in their own voice. This spiritual Waimai was written and recorded by our friends Max
0: and Leonidas.
1: Is it possible to argue with someone and still act with a loving heart? Recently, my Christian brother and I were discussing if it was possible to even have an argument, specifically with a partner or a spouse, without breaking the rules of love.
0: We are not talking about a respectful discussion about two opinions. We're talking about a heated argument.
1: So we had a look at 1 Corinthians 13 4 to 8 to see exactly what the Bible says about the different qualities of love and how love is defined. This is how we're defining the rules of love. Through this comparison we try to discover if or how arguing is a violation of God's Word.
0: Love is patient
1: The first part of 1 Corinthians 13 4 says, Love is patient. If you are arguing, are you being patient? Often, no.
0: If you are arguing, you are saying to the other person, This is my opinion or my perspective, and I want you to understand my ideas and my way of thinking now. This often happens without a genuine desire to understand the other person's point of view. It's our way and no other way. We fail to realise how flawed memory can be, or fail to see that our perception is only one part of the equation. We must exercise patience, being quick to listen, and slow to speak. Seek understanding of the other person's perspective first, and often this same courtesy will be returned to you. What about the next part where it says love is kind? Discussions change to arguments when things get heated. But are you really being kind to another person if you are using a raised voice or showing them an angry
1: face? Someone simply having an angry expression on on their face can be seen as being unkind. Or are you putting on a kind of mask? Yet really through your teeth you demonstrate contempt and bitterness. It's a matter of pride and of the heart. Togetherness versus me, me, me.
0: People can often feel attacked or threatened when they are the target of aggressive body language, angry faces, or snide and bitter language. We must take great care to foster loving, tender, and merciful devotion towards one another.
1: Right, especially by a friend or a spouse who has trusted us with their heart. What about the next point in the verse It says love does not envy? Does that apply in this situation? Definitely.
0: We mentioned earlier how it is possible to have the attitude that I want you to understand my opinion rather than your opinion or me first, I don't care about you rather than you believing or honoring someone else's opinion.
1: Mm, True. And even deeper, it's totally possible that you are envious of another couple's relationship or even envious of the fake relationship that you see in movies or other fiction, wishing that you have that. And now, instead of working hard in reality together as a team, you're harboring resentment and bitterness or contempt and animosity. This is already a sickening situation that could become even more complicated and unhealthy if the other partner is feeling genuinely content, believing everything is fine, and now suddenly they're surprised with your self-serving or unrealistic expectation of what the relationship is based on some writer's fiction. It's an impossible request. This comes down to a pride issue, along with how rooted in reality and grace and mercy are you. But what about love does not boast? Are you boasting if you're arguing? Well, if you're
0: arguing, you're coming from the position of, I'm right and you're wrong. This notion of needing to prove being right can also stem from the belief that you are superior or more important than your spouse. And maybe you don't actually see your spouse as your equal. Not really or your fervent need to be heard and understood can stem from a place of fear, fearing you are unloved, fearing that you are inferior, Inferior. Mm. fearing about how you are viewed by others. Mm.
1: Yeah, and it's like, let me tell you why I'm right and you're wrong. And while we're at it, uh, how about I dump my burden of insecurity on you (laughs) too? We must seek God first and be secure in our our identity in Jesus, we must continue to strive to understand just how much grace God has given us and how much forgiveness we have received through Christ. I feel that so many relationship disasters between people could be averted if if the couple had a greater awareness deep in their heart about the abundant grace gifted from God. What about rude love is not rude. Well, if you're attacking, you're being very rude to the other
0: person. You're hurting the other person, Mm. attacking them. Well, what about love is not self-seeking?
1: Well, being self-seeking is saying my way or the highway. You're wrong, I'm right, and let me tell you why. Again, it's a pride issue. If you're in a heated argument, it's about me being right, It's only when you calm down and try to see things from the other person's angle and become selfless, the argument starts to cool down. What about love is not easily angered?
0: Well, most of the time, arguing is done from a place of anger. You can feel the anger flowing through you. You are thinking,
1: ah, why can't you understand me? Unleashed anger can take different forms. Maybe you're screaming your spouse's face, throwing your IKEA plates, knocking over lamps, punching walls, or God God forbid, engaging in violent verbal, emotional, or physical abuse. But it isn't just throwing things and yelling. It can be as simple as a look, subtle body language, or even that soft-spoken, passive-aggressive, singular statement that you said. While it's not a physical assault to the body, It's just the same as a dozen knives to the heart. Stop using the intimate knowledge of your spouse and their history to wound them. You are not there to tear them down. The legions of dark spiritual forces in this world already do that well enough, as well as the rest of people in the world. When you see the opportunity to destroy, stop. When you see the opportunity to wound, and build yourself up by bringing them down, stop. Be light. Show them God's truth and who God says they are. Be mercy. Withhold your wrath, even if you think they deserve it. Be grace. Gift them with love, forgiveness and tenderness, even if you think they don't deserve it. You earned that intimate knowledge with your spouse and don't use it against them.
0: How often can it be, especially in a marriage or dating relationship, where you are arguing about something like, where are we going on holiday? And before you know it, it turns into a fight along the lines of, oh, you never think about me. You never consider my opinion or you don't care about what I think. You start to have all those feelings of, well, I was right all those other times. Why can't you just trust me? Or You always do this or you never do that. Be extremely careful with these sorts of absolute statements.
1: All these things coming from the past could be coming into your mind. And when you open up your little black book of every little thing that you can think of that they did wrong or that you never forgave them for, you start accusing them about something from six months ago or last week, even. It's hardly even related and probably not even related at all. So now you're fighting about the thing that happened, but that thing is not the real problem. You are really fighting about all those other things from the past that have built up because of unresolved issues that have not been addressed or forgiven. It isn't fair and it isn't right. It's, it, It isn't disagreeing and finding a solution cooperatively. Instead, it's fighting dirty and fighting to win at any cost, even the cost of the other person's well-being. The next part of the verse says love does not delight in evil.
0: Well, maybe rather than delighting in evil, you are partaking in evil, because when Arguing, there is a big possibility that you are not being kind, not being patient. Pride is selfish Mm. and is evil. So next is
1: Love Rejoices in the Truth. Your thoughts or opinion or perspective or memory of events may totally be accurate. The trouble is that you are not rejoicing if you are yelling or otherwise showing anger towards that person. While
0: rejoicing can be individual, how much more beautiful is it when it's together? Mm. You can't have rejoicing in the truth while at the same time arguing, especially if you are using God's truth, the Bible, and beat them over the head
1: with it. Mm. That is attacking with the truth, not rejoicing with the truth. Attacking people pulls them away from the relationship and potentially away from Jesus. When fighting with a spouse,
0: often, if you win, you both lose. Do you need to be right, even at the expense of a peaceful household?
1: Do you want to be right or happy? When people get married, they become one flesh. To beat the other person is to be a part of yourself and to look down on this person you promised to love as a loser rather than a loved and cherished equal.
0: This leads us to the next part of the verse, which states, Love always protects. If you are having a heated argument, are you protecting the other person's heart?
1: Most of the time, when people think about protection, they think about physical protection. But emotional protection is critical. When we are having a heated argument, I get the image of a beast with fangs and claws coming out. Different people might have a different image. You're not looking to protect, but you're looking to fight. The trouble with heated arguments is that the deeper the intimacy you have with another person is, the greater the chance of you being able to wound that person is. And Simultaneously, the greater the intimacy, the greater the opportunity to build up. So
0: the next part is love always trusts. If I'm going to be right or get my opinion across in a forceful way, Am I trusting you? No,
1: it is a pride issue again. It says I'm right and you're wrong. What about love always hopes? Well, in an argument, I'm hoping that
0: I'm right. But we aren't hoping in the future or hoping in the
1: relationship. And are you hoping in what's best for me or hoping in what's best for the other person? Or are you hoping in what's best for the relationship together? Even if you lose face, even if it costs you your pride.
0: You should attack the problem together constructively, not one another, and without blaming. So the next part is, love always perseveres.
1: Well, it is easy to be persevering in your idea or opinion rather than persevering in the relationship. You end up fighting the person rather than fighting the problem together. It's a matter of
0: shifting your focus. Take your eyes off yourselves as individuals and look at the problem as a team and persevere together. Are you spinning in circles attacking each other or are you both making genuine progress in your life together as a team? The last part is love never fails. If you are arguing, are you failing in the relationship? Nobody goes into a relationship because they want to have arguments. As we have seen, arguments often end up in breaking one or more of the rules of love we have looked at in this chapter.
1: We are human and live in a fallen world. Arguments are a part of living with other humans. But that doesn't mean that we should accept it. We can try our best to change for the better. When having a
0: disagreement, it could be helpful to use 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 to 8 as a way of checking yourself to make sure you're treating the other person with love and mercy, especially if it's a topic you feel strongly about. Be love, be grace, be merciful, be blessed and love well.